Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 149. Today, I am so excited to share how you can create less content, can I get an amen, with more impact. I'm so excited to flip the script for you because I know that you're busy and you're hustling and you're trying to do all the things. And so I want to remove busy as a badge of honor and show you how you can make a bigger impact while creating less. I know. Let that sigh of relief hit you. Before we dive on into today's show, I want to share the review of the week from Jmont number 76. It says, this podcast is so inspiring. I've never been more excited and confident to pursue entrepreneurship than I have after listening to Jenna's Gold Digger podcast. I highly recommend trying to listen to just one episode because that's all it takes to become hooked. Now, I'm so excited to dive on into today's show because I want to show you why quality matters more than quantity. And to allow you and help you to do this, I have an awesome freebie that you can grab 10 ways to serve your email list. You can grab it today at jennacutcherblog.com slash content where you'll also be able to access our show notes from today's episode and read a little bit more about the things that I am going to teach you. Again, you can grab that at Jenna com slash content and get a hold of my 10 ways to serve your email list. Because trust me, I know sometimes you stare at that cursor and you're not quite sure what to say. Speaking of content, let's dive on in to today's show. Are you guys ready? You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru, Jenna Kutcher, will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. 
Thanks to Weebly for supporting the Gold Digger podcast. Weebly is more than just a beautiful website builder. It's a powerful e-commerce platform with tools that turn shoppers into buyers and help grow a brand. Go to weebly.com slash gold digger to get 15% off your first purchase and start building a successful online business today. You've probably heard me say this if you've ever tuned into this show, but it's worth repeating. There is nobody literally no one stalking your business, refreshing your newsfeed, or seeing everything that you're putting out into the world the first time you're sharing it. Okay, maybe your mom reads your every word, but that's probably it. Between social media algorithms, busy lives, and just an overload of information, I can guarantee that most of your audience is missing your great information. Did you know that only 6% of your followers are even seeing what you're sharing? Yeah, that sucks, doesn't it? So here we are, we're out there trying to grow our followings and trying to gain the attention of new audiences every single day. And the truth is, is that a lot of times people have no idea what we're putting out into the world. They're not even seeing it. And here we are sitting here trying to turn our wheels, wondering how we can continue to create new stuff. We're reinventing the wheel. And instead of trying to get more mileage out of what already exists, we're feeling the pressure to create something new all of the time. Can anyone out there relate? Now, when it comes to content creation, overwhelm probably isn't too far behind. And so today I want to walk you through the life cycle of my content in the hopes it will inspire you and save you a boatload of time in that creation process. So one of the biggest shifts inside of my business within the last year is a shift from quantity to quality. Now, when I look back over the years about how much content I've really produced, I used to blog five days a week. I created this regimented routine that I couldn't stray in. Every single morning at 8 a.m., I would get on my computer, share my latest blog post on Facebook, and that was just what I did. I created simply for the fact of creating. Now, looking back, I can understand that I was finding my worth. I was wrapping up how much I was getting done each day through tasks. If I could cross something off of my list, I felt like a success. And my whole focus was on this consistency, which I think is a beautiful thing. But I wasn't focusing on quality. I was just focusing on getting stuff out there every single day. Now, when I looked into it from a strategic standpoint, I realized that a lot of us were spending about 90% of our time creating content and only about 10% of our time actually promoting or sharing it. So today I want to kind of share like what would happen if we flipped that script and put more energy into how we were sharing the content that we've created and making sure that it's getting in front of the right people at the right time. So when I started to look at, okay, what is consuming my days? I don't know if you guys ever track your time, but it's something that me and my team do often because we find ourselves getting stuck doing things that aren't actually making an impact. They're not actually moving the needle of our business. And so I love to spend days tracking my time to see how much time I'm wasting, to see what I'm not looking forward to or what I am excited about. And what I was finding is that so much of my time was being sucked up by creating content, which is a beautiful thing. 
but I didn't actually have a plan for what would happen once that content was produced. So here are 10 ideas that will help you revive, reuse, or repurpose the content that you're spending so much time on. I don't know if you can hear my sweet little dog, Tucker. He's in my lap and he is just deep sighing. So I think he might be overwhelmed by content too. Tuck, don't worry, boy. I got you. Number one, spend less time creating the content and more time planning on the how, the when, and the where that you're going to be sharing it. So just changing up the way that you're thinking about the actual creation process can have you marketing to the masses in a way that serves them up without constantly feeling the need to create new stuff. So when I switched it up and I let go of my type A tendencies and I said, all right, I can produce content, but I want this content to be shared to the masses. I want it to live on. I want it to have a plan. It really allowed me to be far more strategic about what I was putting out there. And I wasn't just creating for the sake of creating. Number two, when you create content, keep in mind that you intend for this content to be what we like to call evergreen. Evergreen means that it's going to live on more than just one post. This is content that is pertinent a week from now, a month from now. It's not as time sensitive. And so you want to keep seasonal or date specific mentions out of that content and keep it a little bit more general so that if someone were to land on this page in six months, it would still be relevant. So I totally started to challenge myself. Instead of creating all of this content that would only serve people for a week, What would it look like if I created intentional content that would be useful if somebody stumbled upon it a month from now, a year from now? I wanted to create content that would continue to serve my audience long after I had first shared it. And so when I shifted this mindset from just being timely to being evergreen, it helped reduce my workload dramatically while also giving more intention behind the creation process. Number three, God bless Caitlin for this one. Check your links often and then recheck them. Now, let me be the first to preface this. I am not the queen of linking. A lot of times people will email me and they'll be like, hey, this link is broken or it's taking me to the wrong page. And so I am not perfect at this. Perfect does not exist in my vocabulary because it does not exist. But things happen and wires get crossed and pages change and In order to keep an elevated experience on your site, you want to make sure that things are working. And so every once in a while, we'll do a click test where we'll click through a page on my site just to make sure everything is taking people to the right spots. Again, we miss things every once in a while. But I think it's really important that you kind of test things out and make sure that everything is still working properly. There is nothing worse than having this promising link to this content that somebody wants to find only to discover that that link actually leads to nowhere. And so you want to make sure that you're linking up to that content that you're creating and that those links, that they work. Now, number four is all about automation. Ugh, automation. I would make out with you if I could. I love using sites like Meet Edgar and Tailwind and the Plan app to help me automate and repurpose and easily share old and new content alike. What I do is I basically create this content library so that I can see everything that I've created, everything that I have, 
And then I get them scheduled to be pushed out so that my audience has more than one chance to enjoy. Now, on a site like Meet Edgar, you can literally create this content library, write out posts, have different links that you're going to be sharing, and select when they're going to get shared and where they will be shared to. So we love to use Meet Edgar for Twitter. We use it for Facebook groups and for my Facebook page. Now, Tailwind is a Pinterest app that helps you to schedule and loop pins. And it's amazing because we'll spend about an hour a week on our Pinterest strategy, and yet we are dropping out pins every single day throughout the week in a strategic way, even though we are not manually pushing the button to do so. And then, you know me, I love Plan, P-L-A-N-N, for my Instagram stuff. I import in a handful of photos at once. I rearrange my grid. I plan out my posts and then I set reminders for when they need to go live. And this helps so that I'm not constantly needing to be in the content creation headspace. Things are already ready to go. And when you batch work, you are able to stay in that frame of mind in order to create intentional, meaningful content that tells a story without constantly doing it day in and day out. So I love creating a content library, seeing all of the resources that I have in one place, and then that way I can schedule for them to be pushed out so that my audience, if they didn't see it the first time, then they can see it in the future. Now, next, you want to check to see if you've shared your content across all platforms. Now, I have different audiences on Facebook. My audience is different from Facebook to Instagram and from Instagram to Pinterest. And sometimes sharing content that was shared on one platform to another is fresh for those people. You have to realize that not a lot of people are following you on every single channel. If they are and they're seeing duplicates of your content, it's just keeping you more front of mind. But I love to speak to my different audiences in different ways. And sometimes just doing that can create this invitation for people to read the content. And so maybe you have to change up the caption or the formatting a little bit. But if you go into it all knowing that you're going to use this one piece of content and you're going to share it across all different platforms, you can be far more strategic about how you speak about it, how you write about it and how you invite others to engage with it. Number six is this, look at your content calendar for the year as a whole. Do you have upcoming launches or busy seasons that you had last year? Could you reuse some of the blog posts or the social media posts that you wrote the year before instead of constantly writing new ones? When we look at things from a quarterly perspective and an annually perspective, it really helps us to be ahead of the game. And one of the biggest mistakes I see people making is they're creating such timely content that they're not giving their audience a chance to be served or to warm up to what they're going to ultimately be selling. And so when you can see this content calendar, see this year at a glance, it can help you stay ahead of the game. And it can also help you to look back and say, what worked? What didn't work? How can I take what worked and repurpose it and use it again? I mean, at this stage of my business, so much of what we're sharing is just repurposed content. We're taking the things that did really well via our Google Analytics. We're taking the freebies that a lot of people opted in for. We're staying current on top of trends that we know people are interested in to continue 
to share relevant content that people are excited to opt in for. And so when we can see this overall quarterly and annual strategy, my whole team is on board at saying, let's look at what worked last year and let's tweak it and change it without having to reinvent the wheel. Thanks to Weebly for supporting the Gold Digger podcast. Trust me, I get it. Starting a business is scary, but building a website doesn't have to be. Here's an interesting statistic. A quarter of all Americans say they'd start their own business in the next year if they could, but only a fraction of those actually do it. Why? Because taking that leap can be scary. Luckily, there's Weebly. Weebly is the easiest way to create an incredible looking website, but more importantly, it's a whole e-commerce platform packed with tools to help you sell your products, process payment, manage inventory, create marketing campaigns, tell your brand story, and a whole lot more. So if you've got a product or idea that you want to share with the world, check out Weebly. You can have a beautiful, powerful online store up and running in a matter of hours. And because you listen to this show, visit Weebly.com slash Gold Digger and get 15% off of your purchase. That's Weebly.com slash Gold Digger. Don't just build a beautiful website, build a successful online business with Weebly. Now, number seven is one of my favorites. So maybe you made this freebie. Maybe you promoted it once or twice and and then it just died on social media. Do you have a freebie created that you could promote in a new way? So instead about worrying about making a new free offer for your audience, how could you talk about it in a new way and promote it again? Now, this reminds me of my sweet husband, Drew. Now, when I first helped Drew launch his business, The Kutcher Method, I stressed so much the importance about growing an email list. I was like, okay, I know everyone wants a big Instagram following, but I really want for you to focus on your list. And so what we did is we made two different opt-ins. We made a one week of at-home workout guide and our grocery shopping and food prep list. Now, Drew fell prey to the belief of, oh my gosh, I shared this a week ago or two weeks ago. I couldn't possibly share it again because people are going to get so annoyed with me. And I had to remind him like, babe, no one's refreshing their feed. Like maybe they saw it last week and they were in a busy spot or they were taking care of their kids or they were out on a walk and they didn't opt in, but they wanted to and they forgot about it because life is busy. So what would it be like if you could serve them and remind them of that content that you created? We have to get out of our own way. We have to start being unapologetic about putting the right tools in the hands of the people that need them. And so I feel like a lot of times we'll create these incredible freebies. We'll spend so much time on these email opt-ins and then we'll maybe share them once or twice with the world. And so if you're wondering, okay, well, how the heck can I serve my email list? What do I even send to them? I created an awesome freebie all about 10 ways to serve your email list. And you can grab it in today's show notes at jennacutcherblog.com slash content. Again, you can grab my 10 ways to serve your email list freebie at jennacutcherblog.com slash content. And it's going to just help walk you through how you can show up and serve that email list. And that helps you to create content after they've opted in so that you are serving them before you ever go to sell to them. Number eight is when deciding which content to reshare, check out what's currently doing well. 
You can do this by looking at your Google Analytics and your most visited pages. You want to make sure that those, they have a freebie attached to them so that you're converting that traffic on to your email list. Now, when I first hired Caitlin, I remember her asking, oh, can you pull up your Google Analytics? And I was like, oh, wait, what? (laughs) I was about five years into my business. I think I had signed up for Google Analytics years before, but I wasn't using it. And now it has been a tool that we pop into almost once a week because I want to see what do people want? What are they interested in? What are they excited about? What are they clicking over to? And how can we have a plan for those people so that we can serve them in bigger ways? For us, we let our Google Analytics dictate what content is coming next, how we're using Pinterest to share that content with the world, how that's going to play a role in our search engine optimization strategy. And so you really want to reshare the stuff that's killing it. Like you created it once, now let it do the work for you. And so every single month, Caitlin will pull our top 10 blog posts or articles, we'll create new Pinterest images. We'll schedule them into our library to be going out on different social media platforms. And we'll revisit and re-promote them because clearly they were doing well for a reason and they were serving other people. And so we want to make sure that we're getting it in front of the people that maybe never got the chance to click on it in the first place. So if you are not using Google Analytics, I encourage you to do this. It can give you so much incredible data that will really help direct how you can create more meaningful content and not just create more content to create more. I don't even know if that made sense, but you are tracking with me because you are awesome. Number nine, check out the pages that aren't doing so well. Is there a reason why they're flopping? If it was something that you thought was just going to be a great hit, is there a way that you could improve it? Could you change the title or switch the image or flip out the description or the way you're speaking about it? There have been so many times where I've created a freebie and I'm like, this baby is gonna kill it. And then like no one opts in for it. And I'm like, wait, what the heck? And I'll test it and I'll change the name or I'll change the way that I speak about it just to see because I don't want that content to just die if I believe that it's truly good and maybe people just didn't understand what the heck I was trying to say. And so you want to look at the pages that aren't doing so well, especially the ones that you thought would and they're just not converting in the way that you thought they would. And maybe you can just improve it or reshare it or change it up or split test it in a way so that you're not just starting over or scrapping it up as a failure, but you're moving forward to make it a success. And number 10, would your content do well as a guest post for someone else? Now, I often get approached to contribute content or write for another person's blog. And I always check my catalogs of topics already written. The reason they're reaching out is probably because they know what I talk about. And so sometimes a fresh introduction and a spin on what's already created is all that I need to do in order to reuse my content. So just make sure that you've got new words and you're not just copy and pasting an entire article because that can uh, knock you down in this SEO world. But what is so cool is a lot of times we'll get requests like this to contribute or to guest blog. And I'll just have Caitlin jump on in, pull out a blog post that I've already created, and then I'll just fill in the blanks and change it up a little bit. Because I know that that content's good. I went into it creating it intentionally. There's no reason for me to start from scratch. 
Now, I remember all of the days where I spent all of my time creating. And then that content would just live and die with one Facebook post. And little did I know my audience was missing out on the information that they wanted. And I wasn't creating a system that was sustainable for what I wanted to do. And so when I got into the mindset that told me I was only as worthy as what I was creating, and I wasn't really moving the needle. I was just sitting there creating for creation's sake. It really had me take a step back and look at all of the good stuff that I'd already created. And I realized that I could spend my energy on sharing that content with the world and shift my focus from that quantity to quality when it came to creation. And when I focused more on promotion and less on just constantly creating, I was able to get so much more mileage out of one piece when I did that. I know so many of you are out there and you're like, I've already written about all the things I want to write about. Like, I don't know how I can possibly talk about this in another way. Maybe you don't need to. Maybe you just need to figure out how you can promote it better, how you can switch it up, how you can commit to sharing about it once a week. So to recap, when you start creating content with a true plan, you're going to stop spinning your wheels and you're going to be able to get your content into the right hands because of a focus on creating stuff that lasts and lives beyond just one minor social media post. Don't shy away from sharing the things that you've created that can impact others and change the world and focus on promoting that content that you create and creating with a sense of purpose. Looking back, I am just so thankful that I redirected and that this year was really a challenge for me to look at all of the stuff I have created and figure out how I can share it with you in new ways and how I can get it in front of the eyes of the people that need it the most. It's really helped me dial back on spending every single day creating and allowed me to say, what does my audience need right now? Have I already created it or is it something that I can add on? And how can I make sure that they see it when I put it out into the world? Do not let content creation consume you, gold diggers. Do not waste your days spending time reinventing the wheel. Instead, share that meaningful message, that purposeful, intentional message with the world and know that people are going to appreciate it when you show up and serve them. You guys have got this, Gold Diggers. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. If you are listening, would you take a screenshot, pop it up on Instagram, Facebook, tag me so that I can see you and hear from you. There is nothing that fires me up more knowing that you are spending your precious time with me. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging those wild, crazy, big goals. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.